Welcome to Unabashed You, conversations to become who you already are. The focus at UY is to be who you are without apology, for you are one of a kind, without equal. Be encouraged as these conversations will help you think, celebrate who you are, and move you in some way. Your companion to the whimsy and beauty of the human spirit, Rochelle Condi now. It's Christmas time. Why not invite Sean to a conversation about something we both like, Christmas movies. We randomly found a list of the top 20 of all time and went from there. Some on the list were obvious, It's a Wonderful Life, Love Actually, A Muppet, Christmas Carol, and other more recent ones didn't make the cut, like The Family Stone and The Holiday. There were the earlier ones, which I look on fondly, The Grinch Who Stole Christmas, It's a Charlie Brown Christmas. Not so much for Sean. His nostalgia is for when he was growing up. Makes sense. It's like a Venn diagram, his, mine, and the ones we both like in the middle, like Daddy's Home, too. I invited Sean to come back to the show and talk about Christmas movies, which is something that we both really, really like. There are certain ones we both watch separately and sometimes together, just depends how it goes, and... There are all kinds that probably are on your list that are not on my list. So I thought it would be fun to discuss. So welcome, Sean. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Hello, how's it go? <laughs> Love your uh, your start there. Uh, that I mean, yeah, we could call it a, an episode right there. That that's um, pretty pretty cool. Well, you know, I'm not a decorator by any means, but over the last two years, I've gotten some more Christmas decorations out from my place. And um, of course, in true life's chaotic fashion, um, the bathroom is being redone in my place. And so all my Christmas stuff, it looked really pretty and beautiful. It's all been like smashed into the corner. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so I I enjoy um but still listening to like Christmas music and, and oh stuff. yeah, and that's that could be a whole other episode. Christmas songs, Christmas songs. All right, I found a top twenty of all time Christmas movie list. Obviously, there are a lot out there. I didn't want to do a hundred or seventy two or fifty six. So mm-hmm. let's let's start with the twenty and see what we think of of these movies, and then maybe after that we'll talk about any of our own that did not make the cut. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So number 20, and I'm assuming that we're we're going from like least popular to most. And I, I have no idea how they rank this. Um, but there we go. Let's let's go with the Santa Claus. That's a 1994 movie who apparently, well, they made a sequel and then another, and I don't know, there's rumors of a fourth. Like they just did another one. Oh, they did? Oh, my gosh. Okay, can't keep up. And your thoughts about, let's go with the original, which was, again, 1994. I need to rewatch it. I probably haven't watched it since I was a kid, but everything I remembered was really fun. It's Tim Allen, right? And, uh, yes. He accidentally yes. kills Santa Claus, I think. and Or or I don't know about the kill. The accident but, and yeah, take some, over. Exactly. Some sort of accident. Um, he kind of becomes Santa through this accident and... I think his his kid, right? It, a lot of it centers around his boy, divorced family, uh-huh. yeah. right? Okay. 
yeah, I feel like divorce was big in the nineties. I mean, it's still big, but like in movies, <laughs> you know, like dealing with it, like, um, um, Mrs. Doubtfire and, you know, just stuff like that. Yeah. Kind of finally showing it as more as, as a realistic, uh, way of life for a lot of people and mm. not this sort of taboo thing that we really didn't talk about. And, and all the movies made were, especially family movies were intact, nuclear families. So that, that, that was for, you know, that time period, a, a good, um, storyline. And as I recall, uh, Judge Reinhold was the stepfather who he, I believe he was either a psychiatrist or a psychologist. So he's trying to reason with the boy who still wants to believe in Santa. I don't remember how it ends. And I haven't seen a lot of years either. I would consider this more of a family movie in the sense that <laughs> I probably watched it a lot more with kids yeah. than pulling it out on my own. I don't think it would be necessarily one I would pull out on my own. Yeah, I think Christmas movies in general, let me throw this your way, is that it's like like a holiday dessert. Like We're not expecting a lot from it. <laughs> <laughs> Just enough to make it like cheerful, like, Okay. Good yes. Time. Yes. I, I agree with that completely. I agree. Yes. My, my, my standards are a little lower for the Christmas movie genre. Definitely. Okay. So we, neither one of us have seen the Santa Claus. We appreciate it. I mean, lately, it. We lately, lately. It we haven't seen it lately. Yes. That's what I meant to say. Okay. Next up is uh, Gremlins. Now <sighs> you just recently saw this movie for the yeah. first time. I did not consider this a Christmas movie, but it's, it was actually on a couple different lists. So I thought, oh, okay. Okay. So apparently back in 1984, well, that was even before you were born. So you, I did not show this to you, which according to your recent viewing, uh, I, sh I, I, I sort of slipped on my parental duties of, of sharing this movie with you at some point. <laughs> is that how I worded it? <laughs> Not exactly, but that's the impression I got. Because you just recently saw it for the first yeah, time. Yeah, Kat just recently uh, showed it to me, and she was like, why haven't you seen this movie? This seems like it was made for you. And I was like, okay, let's watch it. And uh, we watched it, and after watching it, was like, yeah, this does seem very, like, silly fun, just a little bit of darkness to it. Um I mean, it happens around Christmas time, so I, I guess it's a Christmas movie, you know. Well, I guess that's what they're right in the middle of Christmas, and he gets um, is it Gizmo the main one? He gets Gizmo as like a Christmas present for his son. Uh -huh. Um, yeah, I ended up really. I bought it. I ended up really liking it, so I, oh. I still bought physical media, so I, I bought it. Well, that's a good um sign of approval that you now have your own copy endorsement I, I probably haven't seen this movie since it came out so i really can't speak much to it at all it's since not. i all i can remember honestly is some bad gremlin being blown up in the micro or exploded in the microwave that's all i remember and that scene alone is probably the reason i, I didn't show it to you although of course you saw many other movies that were probably not necessarily appropriate for your tender <laughs> that you were yes yeah if you can't handle the the little go bank teller goblins and harry potter then I, I don't think this one is for you yeah okay 
Well, yes. As we've said before, you had me watch the Harry Potter movies. Did I, did I just see the first one or did I see more than one? I think probably just the first one. I don't think you, you stomached past. Uh... <laughs> you know, this is the beauty of being who you are. I'm not a fantasy person. You are. And that's great because sometimes we sort of insist that the other watch something and we do it in <clears throat> just wanting the other to have this, even the minimal amount of, of, of appreciation for the genre that the other really likes. And so yes. your version yes. was terms of endearment. Yeah. Terms of endearment. Something's got to give dances with wolves. Yes. 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 Those are the ones that stand for me, the test of time. All right. Moving on to 18. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Now, this was 1989, and I do know that one of your good friends growing up, Joe Bettles, their family loves this movie, and we've been at a Christmas party back in the day at their house where this movie was on a loop. It just it just yeah. kept going. Now, what are your thoughts? I own it. I think it's... Ooh, that says a lot. <laughs> that says a lot. I think it's fun. Um yeah, it's just silly and fun and ridiculous. I watched it last Christmas at break, uh, like at work on breaks with two friends, uh, one of them being Anna. And she, it ended and she was like, I hate that movie. Like, <laughs> it was such a strong reaction. Like, oh, okay. Now I will I I don't think I'll go as far as to side exactly with Anna, but I I want to laugh and I want to think it's funny, but I it doesn't happen. No? It okay. doesn't happen. And that's a very early Julia Louis Dreyfus is the neighbor, correct? Yes. Yes, very what early is the potential on. Potential for her. What's she, that? Well, she's so good, and but they don't utilize her like super. Right, well. right. Yes, I I want to think it's funny, but whatever kind of humor that is, I don't think I have that. <laughs> so I'm 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 I don't have quite that reaction that Anna had, but it's a pass for me. Okay. Swing and a miss. <laughs> <laughs> and this is you know where you like something enough to own it, and I'm like eh, eh. Yeah. Right. Okay. So 17 Scrooge. And we're talking about the ver the version with uh, obviously Bill Murray, 1988. Now I have not seen it in many years. How about you? I don't think I've ever seen it. And I think it was one of those movies that was always on TV around Christmas time, back when cable was a thing. And, um, <laughs> and I just remember like watching it for a little bit. And then there was like, I don't, I don't know if Bill Murray's seeing a version of himself or it's someone else, but it, the person's like frozen and they're dead. And, mm. it, and I just always, and like, <laughs> I don't know why it is, but it would always like flip on that moment. Mm. Uh, same with like, you know, like a uh, channel two or whatever channel that was like, they just sort of play the same movies over and over again. Like anytime I would pass it, it would always be in Terminator when um, the gentleman who's the scientist is being shot up and there's like glass everywhere like every single time like a dozen times oh. you know like some weird vortex hole i don't know it defies the matrix that we're living in or something i don't know but yeah always that frozen part and so i was like oh this seems creepy so I, i've never watched it but i think i need to okay so you're talking about the scrooged are you talking about scrooge or are you talking about terminator i got a little I'm confused about there scrooge but i'm saying like 
Okay. Like it was like UPN or whatever that channel two was. Right. Like, that just be, showed always, everything over and over. I'd always come by when he was frozen. I'd always go by in Terminator when the guy was being shot up. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, right. Totally like, so those two movies, when you flip by, they always seem to be on the very same scene, which did not yeah. attract you to either one, but, but made you want to keep flipping the, it's not, I don't even remember that scene in Scrooge. <laughs> For all I assume, that channel just played those two. Maybe, scenes. maybe, maybe. <laughs> well, I I haven't seen it since it came out. I don't think. And personally, I'm I will have a caveat to this later on when we get to movies that aren't on the list. But I'm I'm and I know the Christmas Carol. A uh, Christmas Carol is a a time-honored classic. I just myself am a little tired of that story. Yeah. So there, and I know we've like done it so many different ways and I just wonder how many more ways we can do it. (laughs) I don't know the answer to that. So I'm not naturally drawn to anything that's based on that just because I, you've seen the play a bunch of times. I've, seen all the adaptations and it's not one that really resonates with me. Although it, it obviously has a lovely message about being generous and living in the moment, all those sorts of things. I, I just, and I, I don't know. Do you, had, did you ever see Scrooged? No. Uh, so I need to watch. Oh, that's right. We just talked about that. Oh my gosh. There is we a version just of got her- done talking about that. Right. There is a version <laughs> of Christmas Carol that I adore, but I, I'm not going to say anything because I want to see if it makes Save it, it for later because I think I know which one yours is. Okay. Yes. Okay. So, yes, we did have a whole conversation about that. Listener, it's like past lunchtime for me, so I'm getting in the vapors of, of hunger. And so I'm heading into stage four hunger, which means my brain is not quite as alert. That's my only excuse for <laughs> not remembering we had a conversation. Okay. Die Hard 16, which, of course, some people would not consider a Christmas movie, but I am aware that some people do consider a Christmas movie before it even came on this list. Okay. 1988. You obviously saw it not right away. (laughs) (laughs) Although, you know, probably in your early teens, I would say. It's such a well-crafted movie. You know, like when they talk about movies, they'll often bring up Die Hard. It stars my favorite actor, Alan Rickman, as mm-hmm. the wonderful Hans Gruber. Um, it's just, it's just fun. And it is. I have the, you know, I think you've come by. I have the Christmas book of it. I wish this the, was a visual medium because I could show you right now. But I have a the little Christmas one. book of Die Hard. It's like a pic. Somebody made a picture oh, book. Oh my gosh, that's no, I I don't remember that. Oh my gosh. Now I remember seeing this in the theaters and loving it. Yeah. I mean, but I don't think it really became a Christmas movie until kind of more recent times. I don't, I feel like maybe in the last five or 10 years or so, maybe a little longer, well, suddenly it's a Christmas movie. It might be like, there's so many Christmas movies, you know, we indulge, we indulge in the season of cold in our Christmas streets and movies and become so saccharine that it's like, I need someone to blow stuff up. I need someone to step through glass. Um, yes. I need and keep going to go with an American accent. Um, yeah. So it's sort of like a fun, but it also doesn't take itself completely seriously. No, too. exactly. You know, like it's, it's a little bit sillier too, but also action packed. 
Yeah, I feel like it might have been one of the first kind of action movies sort of of its time. I mean, obviously, there's always been action, but not right to quite to this level of, in a way, absurdity, because come on, right? But we're still rooting for him. We think it's perfectly reasonable when we're watching it. Of course, he would survive that. Of course, he would. And of course, he would walk through glass and do all the things and still be able to blow all the other guys up. Of course. Yippee-ki-yay. Yippee-ki-yay. Okay, (laughs) so I have since kind of added it into sort of thinking of it as a Christmas movie. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you and you think and I'm just guessing you own it. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I like to okay. own the movies that I want to see again. Yes, of course. I don't. Th- I think I own it, but I feel like it's usually readily available. Yeah. Okay. Our movie number fifteen is Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, and this is, of course, about the older man who may or may not be Santa, and uh, the young girl Natalie Wood as a young girl who has been told by her mother that there isn't a Santa Claus and hijinks ensue from there. And it's about the department store Macy's, which was very featured heavily on our Thanksgiving episode, several episodes (laughs) ago with our trivia, very heavily. Okay. So have you, I'm sure I showed it to you at some point. Do you recall seeing it? Yes. Um, I remember it being black and white. Yes. Sort of, at least for a child, being a snooze fest. And um, <laughs> I'm sure it's very sweet, but like I need a little, I need a little something in my Christmas movie. I either need it to be a little funnier or like a lot of those classics, which I'm sure will hit here in the next few ones. Um, you know, uh, White Christmas and um, uh, uh, oh, what's the, uh, what's, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Jimmy Stewart, uh, what, what's it? Help me out. It's a wonderful life. It's a wonderful life. Like those are sweet, but those are not ones I would watch with regularity because they're, they're again, that's something you would, you would really enjoy. <laughs> I need, again, I need. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Terrorists. I need gremlins. I need <laughs> little zhuzh. Yeah. Okay. So I have seen it probably a, handful of times it is not one that i pull out every year i do own it it's like i I think i bought like a christmas um like a trio of older movies you know that kind of like a box set type thing yeah i don't watch it every year but i i do appreciate its sweet message as well and that was 1947 so that was a ways ago okay white christmas which is number 14 Ah. Number 14, and that is in black and white. That was, no, not, I'm sorry. It is in color, not in black and white. 1954, and I know that Aunt Kelly and Uncle Mark watch it every year while they're decorating their tree. So that's an annual one for them. I watch it probably every other year because I'm astounded by the dancing. Mm. Just Mm -hmm. Just so incredible, the dancing. It it just blows me away. And and you, I, I know you've seen it because we've shown it. I think I think you had me watch it last year. Uh, <laughs> first time. No, not the first time. You would have seen it. You would have seen it as a kid. I would have put it on. Um, yeah, no, the dancing and all that's amazing. But again, 
Like, I think Kelly Mark have it in the right spot. Like, do something else while it's going while on. it's on. Yeah. Okay. That's fair, fair Again, enough. Again, really enough. well done and being like, oh, this is a fun old-timey thing, but like, just not my flavor, but I can see right. why it's a cool. Yes. And the storyline, yeah. Although I do like that they do all that for the general and all of that. So yeah. that part is, is very sweet. Um, yeah. It's not one I watch every year, but I, I think you're right. Just having it, having it going. Um, again, incredible, incredible dancing. And number 13 is The Nightmare Before Christmas. I guess it's got Christmas in the title. I would not have even thought of This would not even have been on my radar at all. And so f- I probably saw it way back when it came out. Mm-hmm. And and so what about you? I own it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I do own White Christmas and you don't own White Christmas. Fair enough? Yeah. Okay, okay. You do own Nightmare Before Christmas. Again, this is one of those sort of, I would call it, what would you call it? A fantasy? I mean, it is fantasy. There are creatures. Yeah. Like, it's about the denizens of Halloween town, sort of. Oh, my gosh. You lost me right there. (laughs) experiencing Christmas for the first time and Jack, the pumpkin King, um, you know, wanting to, to share Christmas and then it sort of gets warped a little bit and stuff happens. And so it's a little mix of Halloween and Christmas. Okay. And that, I mean, I like Halloween fine, but yeah, I'm not drawn to a lot of Tim Burton stuff. I appreciate his talent. (laughs) I appreciate his talent. It's not, it's not necessarily my, th- oh, it's stop motion too, isn't yeah. it? Okay. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So I don't own that one. I forgot all about that one, quite frankly. Okay. Number 12 is trading places. Again, didn't think of this as a Christmas movie at all. Haven't seen it since it came out in 1983. And what about you? I don't even know what it is. Okay. It's a uh, Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy. And um, do they switch bodies? I don't know what they do. Uh, I guess I'll have to. Put I don't up. know. I don't even know. It, the little, uh, the little blurb here just doesn't even really tell us what it's about. But I think Jamie Lee Curtis is in that one too, if I'm remembering right. But maybe not. <laughs> I could be putting her in a movie she's not even this is, in. This is, both of us need to do some homework and watch. This. Yes, I, and it. I think the person here says it's technically not a Christmas movie, but here we go. I guess at some point, Dan Aykroyd has a Santa suit on eating a slab of salmon. Okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> I don't know why that makes it a Christmas movie, but okay. 11 is Home Alone. Yeah. That's, yes, I own that one. I think you own it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. It's a good, it's a good one. Although I don't watch it every year. I do think it's really, it's it's a lot of high, a lot of, of physical comedy in that one. A lot of hijinks with uh, um, Kevin. That's right, Kevin, and then Joe Pesci, and I can't think of his name right now. I can see his face, Daniel something, okay. the other guy. Oh, the tall guy. The tall guy. Yeah, and, and the mom, Catherine O'Hara. Oh yes, she's wonderful. I will watch her in anything. And I believe Anything. Candy's in the first one. Um, now that I don't and just I, for a little bit, I think when when they're trying to get home, and he's like in a van with them. Are you really? 
It's in one of the Home Alones, yeah. Well, I know he's in, obviously, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Another great holiday movie. Okay, Home Alone cast. It's a 1990. Daniel Stern was the guy I was trying to think of. Um, yes, John Candy plays Gus. Gus. Yeah. Yes, you're absolutely right. Gosh. Wow, wow, Even wow. Home Alone 2, I recently rewatched, and it's not great, but Tim Curry's in it, so... Oh, I, you know, I think I only saw that one once and it was like, yeah, yeah, okay. Okay. Um, so we both on that one and we both like that one. And of course, the old man just, you know, even Seinfeld does a whole, doesn't he? George watches it one day or something. I don't think so. Yeah, George watches it. He he wants to feel like he's getting out of the house. So he watches it at Jerry's while no one's home. They, they come in. And he's crying. George is crying on the couch. And Jerry's like, oh, my gosh, what what happened to you? And he goes, the, the old man, the old man. <laughs> you know, the whole the whole neighbor who Kevin thought was awful turns out to be a sweet old man. Very touching. Uh-oh. Very touching. I might need to rewatch this one this year. OK, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer from 1964. That's that. I don't know. What kind of animation is that? I think it's stopped animation as well okay all right um i probably watched it as a kid because back in the old days you could only watch things when they were on you didn't have the freedom to select when you were going to watch it you just knew oh my gosh rudolph is on tonight and everybody's going to watch it and I probably didn't even watch it right away because I would have been probably a little too young to be watching the TV. But the, soon thereafter, mm-hmm. I was watching it on an annual basis. And I probably Come thought on. it was really cute because <laughs> there weren't a lot of Christmas options at that time. Yeah. When and how about you? I don't own it. Do you own it? When did it come out? The 60s? 1960. Yeah, in the 60s. 64. 64. I do not own it. And here uh a confession a christmas confession i don't really like any of those i don't either actually it it feels like a fever dream um, yes it makes me uncomfortable I yes don't like yes yes and i re- just remember i don't know which one of these it was probably a commercial for some sort of a shaver and Santa would ride down the the ski or not the ski, the mountain, you know, the snow on this like tri, tri headed razor kind of a thing. So that (laughs) (laughs) that's the part I remember the most. And uh, okay. So next up is one of those, another one of those, the year without Santa Claus, this is 1974. I don't remember it. I'm looking at the pictures, that same kind of stuff, stop action, whatever that's called. I think I might have found it creepy. So yeah, I, I yeah, there's something something about like its timing, where it's like very unnatural and yes. stuttered, and it like just makes me uncomfortable. But I like that the the world that they <clears throat> built and like the um, Yukon Cornelius and the, oh my gosh, I don't remember that. It's like the lumberjack. Oh my gosh, it's like the abominable. Which one was he in? I don't remember. One of those. One of those. Okay. Got it. They're cute. I just, not for me. Yeah. No, not for me. Not for me. I think you're right. Does it almost head into Uncanny Valley? Is it almost there or is it? Yeah. I did like 
I feel my whole body feels like fever dream when I watch it. And I just, I can't. Okay. So we don't agree with these as the top 10. And um, I don't see Frosty in here yet, but maybe he's coming up. But that was like the trio, right? Rudolph, Frosty, and the year without Santa Claus. Okay. I have a feeling that this is the Christmas Carol adaptation that you actually (laughs) like. And what would that be? I hope so. A Muppet Christmas Carol. That's right. Number eight is A Muppet Christmas Carol. That's 1992. And yes, those Muppets are just so clever, creative, and Mm -hmm. funny, and not just for the kids. Yeah. Which became, at some point, more important, well, not to adults, parents that were watching this stuff, that it have something for us, too. (laughs) <laughs> so to speak. Do you know what I mean? Like, I I don't even know if my mom watched these Christmas shows with me. I think she just sort of put us in front of the TV and said, oh, Frosty's yeah, on sure. or whatever it was. And it's like, oh, great, great. We were so excited. I don't even know if she was actually watching them with us. It might have just been a great big break for her. Okay, so beyond it being Muppets, and I know you love, you know, you have a real tender spot for the Muppets. What is it you like about this version, the Muppets and the Christmas Carol? A lot of the other ones, like the more traditional ones, can feel just very um, cold and slow and, you know, just very like Dickensian of that time. Mm-hmm. And it, but the Muppets just make it very, you know, there's not <laughs> a bad moment. They just fill it with all sorts of fun and it it never gets like, it's a little sad, but it never gets too sad. Yeah, right. And I, I'm imagining you you own this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I have the book. Do you watch this one every year? Is this an annual, yearly? I don't. Last year, I often work a lot during Christmas time. So I often don't necessarily watch them during the Christmas time. But um, I try to watch that one. Yeah. Okay. Because it's one of your favorites. Now, what about you? Oh, I think it's cute, but I haven't seen it in a long time. So it probably is due a rewatch here. Um, <laughs> and I'm not sure if I own it. I'll have to, to, to double check. I, mm, I think I might. I think I might own it. Okay, next up is one I think I tried to watch, but couldn't quite get through. Seven <laughs> Bad Santa from 2003. That's Billy Bob Thornton. I think it's, yeah, you haven't seen it either. Uh, okay, we can just pass right over that one. Some people really like seven? it. That was number seven. Number seven. I tried to watch one. Um, I think one time when I was watching your house while you were off traveling the world, uh, <laughs> you often do. Uh, I don't know if it was that one or the Vince Vaughn one, but it was just like hugely Okay, we we will get that one. We will get to that one. We will get to that one. But I don't know if I don't know if he's in that one. They don't show him as being in that. But having not made it through, I'm not really quite sure. Claus or something. Okay. Yes. Whatever one I don't know which one, but whatever one I watched. Yes, you didn't care for it. Got it. All right. Number six is one I think we will both agree on. Love Actually. Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. sad, but it's good. Yeah, it's very sweet, ensemble, really wonderful. Um, there are a couple things I'd change, of course, 
Um, yes, a lot of good Alan Rickman. I just recently read, I guess, in his diaries or whatever. I didn't read his diaries, but that the scene with the sales clerk, it, like sometimes those takes were 11 minutes long where Rowan Atkinson was doing the all the um, festive um, <laughs> wrapping of the gift that he bought for his assistant and not his wife. And that was one of the sadder, uh, you know, the sadder parts of the movie, that storyline. But that for me was a funny scene that he, uh-huh. you know, but apparently he, it made him very kind of frustrated and irritated because the takes <laughs> were so long. And that movie, I did watch the Diane Sawyer's, I think, it, I don't remember which streaming service it's on, but the 20th anniversary of it coming up. So okay. she did, she interviewed several of the the people from it. And um, it was really interesting to hear, you know, some of their take on, on all that. Uh, for example, Hugh... Grant hated the dancing scene. He hated it. He tried to get out of doing it, apparently. Just did not want to do it. It's it's one of the cutest parts of the movie for me. Because he danced in Paddington 2, which you know is one of my favorite movies. Yes. Great. Yes. I don't know how exactly that all went, but um, a very, very cute movie. And we did already watch it this year. We have already seen it. (laughs) Okay. How the Grinch Stole Christmas, number five, 1966. That this was one of those ones that you saw it when it was on. There, there were no other options. Very clever. Um, I think I'm more of a fan of this version than the live action. Yeah. What about you? Do you did you like the live action or this version? I haven't seen the live action one in a while, but I I'll need to do that this season. Um because your list is growing here. I know I got a lot of work ahead of me. <laughs> Do you like here. the old classic? I don't think it's something that I would like sit down to watch, but I like that it's made. It I love exists. the song and yeah. Oh, yeah. Very clever. That. Okay. Well, you know, for us little kids growing up in the 60s, it was a big thing, a very big thing. All right. Number four is Elf, the 2003 Elf. And this person here calls it the best Christmas flick of the century. Although they didn't put it as number one, they put it as number four. Very, uh, do you like it? I can see on your face that you disagree. (laughs) No, I don't. I don't think it's the best of the century, but I do like it. I own it. I've seen it many times. Yeah. And this is the lane I really like Will Ferrell in. The lane of not too over the top kind of where he has to be just slightly subdued. This is when I find him really funny. Yes. Yes. So yeah. And the storyline is different. You know, James Conn is his dad and yeah, it's all different, but it turns out, it turns out, of course, as these movies do, they have a good ending. All right. Number three, a Charlie Brown Christmas. And I do believe it stands the test of time. It came out in 1965. Um, it's just so very sweet. The little sound effects of the uh, the Christmas needles heading down. Because, of course, he's picked a tiny nothing tree. And, mm-hmm. and when they move it, it just has these sweet little sounds. And Linus breaking out into why we even have Christmas in the first place. Big monologue from Luke is um very sweet and and Lucy is her normal you know her normal self. Now is this one that that you like? I'm not like 
I, again, love the idea of Charlie Brown and his friends, the peanut. <laughs> but it's not, again, I, maybe it's just stuff from the 60s where, again, it feels very like the pacing is off. And well, it's just, yeah. I don't. Um, Technology was different then. Obviously. I like the, the song. I'm not sure what it's called, but <laughs> yeah, that one. And then the Christmas time. Oh my gosh, I love that song. Love you know, I like song. all that, and I think I have smooth jazz versions of both. Uh, <laughs> but um, sitting down to watch it, like unless someone really wanted me to, it's it's not on my. I do own it. I do own Whoa. it. Oh, oh yeah, I do own it. Oh. I don't think I watch it every year, but I own it, and I think it's. It's just, I love when they dance. This is one of my most gleeful things is doing uh, when they dance. Just so (laughs) fun. All right. Number two is a Christmas story. Oh, where the kid wants to get the the BB gun. To shoot your eye out. Yeah. The Red Ryder carbon action 200 shot range model air rifle. Yeah. The BB gun. Ralphie. So um, I think I own it. I probably don't watch it very often. It's not, does it make like my top five or even 10? No. Okay. No. What about you? It's a classic. Yeah. It's a classic. Okay. So you own it? I do. Okay. See, this is like, the test is like, do you own it? Okay. (laughs) Yes. And they made a sequel, the new one. I haven't seen it. Uh, Ralphie's all grown up and has his own family. Have you seen that? No, <clears throat> I have not seen it either. Okay, and to number one, it's a wonderful life. Really, it's a wonderful life. Nineteen forty-six, black and white. Although I doesn't it does it have a color section, or maybe they colorized it? I'm not sure because when you consider that Wizard of Oz was 1939 and Gone with the Wind was 1939, those were both color. Whatever they did to make it color. Mm-hmm. But I, I've, I've just, it's been a while since I've seen it. And what's your take on it? It's a long one too. It's not like 90 minutes. Yeah. Again, <clears throat> it's, I think a Christmas classic, it's a wonderfully crafted story. It really pulls on your heartstrings, the, the ringing of the bell. and um, um, Every time a teacher <laughs> says, every time. And yeah, it's, yeah, she, I would have directed her to be calmed down just a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you have acting notes for the little girl. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Honey, just, yes. Be happy natural, about it. A little more natural. Yes. Um, th- thank you. Yes. But it's something that I would, again, if somebody was like, I really want you to watch this with me, I would go, okay. Otherwise, um, you wouldn't go to it with my wheelhouse of weird and fun. Okay. Now, a couple things about this movie. One, I showed it every year to my fifth graders. I Mm. was a fifth grade teacher, so you definitely saw it then. Mm -hmm. I had them watch it, and then we had to write something about what would it be like if you weren't born or or something that wasn't like too scary or anything, but just like, you know, something along those lines. And um, I think there's so much to be said in this movie for this movie, but it's not one I watch every year. I find it, it's pretty heavy in a way. I mean, the the pharmacist who hits him in the ear and, oh, I mean, it, I think because we're both empaths, some of these things that I love, 
I can't revisit often because it, it takes too much out of me. Yeah. We put ourselves in there. Oh, it's, 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 yeah. It's just too hard. Pull. But I will tell you that one of the most sensual scenes I have ever seen in my sensual. life, sensual Ooh. in my life is the <laughs> scene between Mary and George. So George Bailey and Mary, and this is before they get married. The uh, He comes over to her house. He's not really sure why. He wants to go off and have this life of traveling and doing all these things. And the scene where they're a mutual friend, and I can you believe I remember this character's name, Sam Wainwright calls. And her mother's like, Sam Wainwright's on the phone. She wants Mary to end up with Sam Wainwright. So mother goes on the extension upstairs and Mary and George are talking to Sam Wainwright together. And this scene between the two of them is so electric. They're not, they're not like acknowledging she, she is because she's ready to marry him already, but, but her, they're longing for each other and his, rebelling against that longing is so incredible it's so life was so spicy it's so to me this is spicier than a lot of things that get put on where we see every thrust and gyration it's it's, (laughs) it's so much more oh my gosh it is just electric i want just even pull up that Less is more, people. Come on. Same note to the little girl talking about the bell. Less is more. Yes, less is more, honey. Come on. Yes, I want you to YouTube even just that scene. Okay. Or maybe I'll try to find it and send it to you. Okay, so now real quickly, what did we miss? Because that's his number one, whoever this person is. Um, and maybe it's a, a woman because the person's name is Chris. So you never know. It could be a woman. Could be uh, Jingle a All man. the Way with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, yeah. Is that the one where they're outdoing each other with decorations? No. Or is that the one where he wants to buy the certain toy and yeah. Danny DeVito is his nemesis? No, Sinbad. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. It's I pretty, don't think I own that good. one, but I think it's been a while since I've seen it. Okay, Jingle All the Way. That I think I need to revisit that one. Okay, is that is that the toy one where he and yeah. Sinbad are trying to... Okay, isn't there a, a one with him and... There's one with Danny DeVito and somebody. They keep trying to outdo each other decoration. Maybe it's called Deck the Halls. I don't, I don't know. know. Okay. I, I don't even know if that would make my list, but I, it did just. Um, I know you have one. Oh, it's Matthew Broderick. Matthew Broderick and Danny DeVito. They're the ones who are trying to outdo each other. And Okay. I saw that, I think, a couple of years ago. That That, you know, it's worth a. A little peek every so often. Yeah, that was yeah. that was interesting. And Kristen Chenoweth and the Kristen Davis are both in it. Okay, so and that's another one we mentioned. Um, we I know both you have at least two. <clears throat> I've got two more that are for sure's. Well, actually, I want to mention four. One is the the four Christmases, which I think you've seen with Vince Vaughn and um, Reese Witherspoon. There are scenes in that that I love, and there are scenes in that that I don't like and really could just fast forward through. <laughs> Very funny. Vince Vaughn is just so good. Is that when you remember where they go to the divorced families? They go to four different Christmases. Mm-hmm. I need to rewatch that? it to remember it fully, but I remember yeah. like him being outside on the porch uh, while it's snowing. And 
talking yeah. to the cat maybe or something like that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's one that's, I'd give that a noteworthy. And <laughs> actually one of my favorite scenes, the entire movie happens at the very beginning where they're at a Christmas party and they're talking about their Christmas plans. And this is just a random side character that he works with at his office who says, mm-hmm. yeah, I have to go to my uh, brother's house and my my niece thinks she's Beyonce. <laughs> he does this quick little imitation of the niece. See, and that to me is worth the whole viewing is that little bit right there. I just love it so much. Oh my gosh, so funny. Okay, that's one. And I know we both like Daddy's Home too. Yes. <clears throat> we both like Daddy's Home too. Yeah, say what? Say it that. Turned me on to that. You know, you I did. like I haven't even heard of the first one, like the second one it can't be good and you Right. You right. And you were right. I stood by it. I stood by it. I didn't really like the first one very much cuz I didn't like Will Ferrell and um I can't I'm trying uh, to blank. Mark, uh, the the brothers, Mark. Danny, Mark. Oh my gosh. Marky Mark. Wahlberg. Wahlberg. There we go. There we go. Jeez. I didn't like that they weren't friends. That really bothered me throughout the whole thing. But this time they're they start out as best friends. Yeah. And then the their fathers come into town. Mel Gibson plays Mark Wahlberg's father. John Lithgow plays Will Farrell's father. I just think it's the, one of the, the best Christmas movies ever. And I do watch that one every year. Did you, sure. you make TT in your bed? <laughs> so, and the fight over the thermostat. Like, do you let them touch the thermostat? All the guys are huddled around the number, you know. Yeah, yeah, I just think it is so, so funny. And I do enjoy it very much. Now, my favorite Christmas movie of all time is not your favorite Christmas movie of all time, but I I think you you I don't think I've seen it for a long time. Yeah, I think you will tolerate it on on my behalf, and that is the the Family Stone, the Family what? Stone. Yeah. Now I have to admit, the first time I saw this movie in the theaters, I was like, eh, eh. But you know, it's interesting to me that sometimes what I will call the B movies end up being the ones you go back to over mm. and over and over mm. again. And I'm not exactly sure why that is. To me, they become more and more watchable. And I watch it every year. And I have other friends, Hillary, Robin, who watch it at least once a year, if not more. (laughs) Like Robin will watch it six to 10 times over the Christmas season, if not more. I I just love that movie. I love it's an ensemble. I love the relationships, the, the... I love uh, Luke Wilson's character and and how he brings out the best in Sarah, Sarah, gosh, her name, Sarah Jessica Parker's character. (laughs) And just and then Dermot Mulroney's character doesn't ever even smile until he sees Julie, the character Julie Claire Danes for the first time. I don't know. I just love it. I love it. Craig T. Nelson, Diane Keaton. Rachel McAdams. I mean, it's just a great cast. So fun. Now, you haven't seen it in a while, so what do you even remember about it? Absolutely not. Very little. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay. Family Stone, I'm guessing, like, some sort of wedding ring or something. So, that's... Their last name is Stone. So, that's Uh, where that comes from. (laughs) 
Another one that I, I like, but we it's the holiday, the Cameron Diaz, Jude Law, Kate Winslet, Jack Black. Yeah, that's that's sweet. It just doesn't make my number one, but I it's a very sweet movie. It's Nancy Myers, and I don't think you can go wrong with her stuff. She's no. just just good, good, good time gal. All right. So would you say your number one is the Muppet Christmas Carol? I don't know if I need a number one. I just have a few that like I I <laughs> I want to watch, and um, the one I do make sure to watch every year is a TV show, um, the Invader Zim Christmas Special, because it's just so absurd. The Invaders M. Invader Zim Z I M. Oh Zim Invader Zim. Oh. That sounds like a Marvel kind of a thing. Oh no! It was on Nickelodeon. It was a cartoon. Um, it's a, an alien infiltrating Earth, and um, he's very confused about Christmas and why everyone is nice to this jolly fat man. And so he decides to dress up as Santa and hijinks and Sue. Okay. Well, that might be. Uh, do you think I could get through it? Do you think I would find it amusing? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's very fair and very honest. I'm not naturally drawn to cartoon animation not naturally it's only you know an episode so it's only like 20 minutes oh but, well i could uh, get through that <laughs> i don't want to force you well, i noticed too that hulu was doing a whole holiday section where they pulled up a christmas um episodes from different sitcoms my oh, cool. family in particular that i i have really i enjoyed that a lot i mean festivus Oh, yeah, that's true. Festivus for the rest of us. Yes. Another Seinfeld nod. Exactly. Yes. They didn't, they don't have the rights right now to Seinfeld. So they did not pull that up. I can't remember who has Seinfeld. Oh, Netflix, I think, right now has Seinfeld. They're always rotating around. Anyway, this was so fun. And I don't think I missed it. You know, the, the cranks. I mean, that, that's one every five years. That's another Tim Allen. Tim yeah. Allen and Jamie Lee Curtis. It's based on the short story "Skipping Christmas" by John Grisham. You know, it's it's got its cute little moments. It, it's you know, it's it's an honorable mention, but not. Sometimes, uh, planes, trains, and automobiles. If I don't get it in for Thanksgiving time, you get it in for Christmas. I'll watch it around Christmas time because it's just so. It's so sweet. Powerful. It's so sweet. Yes, agreed. Okay. Oh my gosh, my number two movie. I can't believe I forgot <laughs> about this movie. And this was my caveat for an adaptation of Christmas Carol is the new movie Spirited. The new movie Spirited with once again, Will Ferrell. This is like his third Christmas movie, three I can think of, and <clears throat> Ryan Reynolds. And I, I told you that my expectation for this movie was so, the bar was so low it was on the ground. That's how low the bar was. And yeah. Ron and I have been sick. So let me tell you, I have been consuming a lot of Christmas movies and dozens that shall not be named because I can't remember the names of them, but whatever's on the streaming platforms. I loved it. Love, love, loved it. Awesome. It's a musical, seeing them both sing and dance, knowing neither one of them are singers or dancers. I appreciate that they got did it. Yeah. Octavia Spencer is in it too. And I just loved it. Did you end up seeing it based not on my yet. my yeah, high yet. recommendation? My nights have been busy Filled. with rehearsals and stuff Filled. like that. So I haven't. And I don't have access to my projector because of uh, 
all of the bathroom, yeah, bathroom stuff. stuff. So I wow. If maybe find it on my computer, uh, stream it on my computer, maybe in the middle of the day or something like that. There you go. Well worth it. Yeah. It's very. I actually saw it a second time because Ron hadn't seen it. <laughs> oh, wonderful! I'm glad we could share all these fun Christmas movies with each other. Me too. Me too. And isn't it funny? I, I thought this would be a quick episode, but it looks like we did a, a good fair share of talking. And so in depth. Yes, and 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 you know something that's favorites to us: Christmas movies, Christmas time. Well worth it. Well worth the investment of your time to listen Tis to us. Season. Tis the season. All right. Do you want a, a, a Christmas greet us out or sing us out or what do you want to do? Oh, um, yeah. Oh, I, uh, I wanted to pick an Amy Grant song because that's... You, you oh, my gosh. So yes. Children, we believe... That the set aside to see. I don't know how much we can do before you get dinged for playing music. <laughs> I'll just I'll just finish it with that. <laughs> okay, perfect. And that's grown up Christmas list. It sounds like the, kind of the beginning yeah, of Christmas. I could think of. Yes, yes. And we've had a family texting going around about that song and how much I played it. Yeah, when I get a good thing going, I just <laughs> really just yeah just keeps going. Just keeps going. All right. Thank you for revisiting Christmas movies with us. I will say that again. Always. There you go. Little nod to Alan. Okay, my dear. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Love you. Bye. Bye. Love you too. Then there is the newest contender, Spirited. It's a musical with Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds. My bar for this was so low it was on the ground. Not sure why. No offense to either actor. Maybe it was it being yet another Christmas Carol adaptation. Turns out it was better than I expected, and I really did enjoy it. Sean hasn't seen it yet, but he's added it to the list of the ones he wants to watch. And I said I'd check out the sequel to A Christmas Story. Who knows? I may add another to my annual viewing list. The Unabashed You website has a page for each guest, filled with photos, quotes, and a blog with embedded audio at unabashedyou.com. You can find the show on other podcast platforms. Want to lend your support and encouragement? We invite you to subscribe, follow, rate, review, and share. On Instagram and Facebook, you can find us under Unabashed You. If you want to connect, the email is unabashedyou at gmail.com for questions, comments, and anything else. If you want to be part of our weekly emailing list highlighting the week's episode, give us a shout. We'd be happy to add you, and your info will never be shared. Website visits, social media, and word of mouth in sharing these episodes makes us discoverable, so thanks for your support there. We want these conversations to help you think, celebrate who you are, and move you in some way. Be encouraged as you continue to listen, read, and be inspired. And now a prayer. My Christmas prayer for you is that you will be blessed, and may your days be filled with peace and happiness. Amen. Go on out today and be fully who you are. Be unabashed. Be unabashed.